Hi, this is Teresa. Thank you for just joining um, the podcast. And I just wanted to share with you briefly how royalty was revealed so brilliantly in Matthew 9. From when Jesus goes back to his own town via his boat. He is met by people who are expecting Jesus to do a miracle within this paralyzed man's body. But Jesus does not address what they are moved by. He addresses what each person in mankind is paralyzed by. And that is sin. And he says, take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. And as the Pharisees and Sadducees were just so ticked off that how could this man, what blasphemy that he could, that he could say, what, you're forgiven of your sins? And Jesus addresses them. But then after he addresses them, he looks at the paralyzed man and says, stand up, take your mat and go on home because you are healed. And the man jumped up and went home. Then Jesus calls forth Matthew to be his disciple. And in that, Matthew invites Jesus and his disciples to come over for dinner, along with his own fellow tax collectors and many other notorious sinners. And of course, everyone's like, the Pharisees are like, what the heck? Are you serious? You are going to have dinner with scum? And Jesus says, I love his, just, he's just so witty. Um, healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to be merciful. I don't want your sacrifices. For I have come to call sinners, not those who think they are already good enough. And then it goes on and it talks about how Jesus has someone come and kneel before him, but it's not just anyone. It's a high-ranking official within this within the synagogue. And crisis causes his knee to bow before Jesus. My daughter has just died, he says. But you, Jesus, can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand upon her. Jesus and his disciples were going to his home. And on their way there, a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years comes up behind Jesus. And she thinks to herself, if only I could just touch his robe, then I will be healed. And Jesus turns around upon her touching his robe. And he says, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. Jesus now arrives finally at the official's home. He notices the noisy crowds and he hears the funeral music. They've gone as far as, as they haven't buried her yet, but the funeral music is now going.
And Jesus says, go away, for the girl is not dead. She is only asleep. I stop there to say this. We cannot agree with our circumstances when it says your life is over. Your future is gone. Your dreams are dead. Your purpose has passed you by. When we agree with the circumstances and we don't agree with the authority of the word of God, there is nothing but death. But notice Jesus and his authority comes into the scene and says, go away. The crowd laughed at him. People will mock us and will say, how irresponsible for you to actually think it's not over. What are you, delusional? No, I come expecting that Jesus will do what he sees his father doing. After Jesus leaves the girl's home, now two blind men follow along behind him shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying. Now, what's so funny is we keep reading, but imagine this scene. There's obviously a crowd following after Jesus. Blind people cannot see. So I would have to assume with just great faith that they latched on to someone in the crowd that said, there's Jesus. And they had a latch on. Can you imagine someone latching onto you and saying, get off of me? But the blind men are like, I will not let go until I see what you see. And as they're in that house, Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord. Yes, we believe. Then Jesus touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. And suddenly they could see. As Jesus traveled through all the cities and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, wherever he went, he healed people of every sort of disease and illness. He felt great compassion for the crowds that came because their problems were so great that they didn't know where to go for help. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is so great, but the workers are so few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send out more workers, workers for his fields. So we pray to the Lord, the Lord, who is what? Who is in charge of the harvest. What is the harvest? The harvest are people, their souls that are ready Ask him, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out more workers for his fields. Royalty is about laboring. Royalty is laboring.
Royalty is not about look at me and my status quo. Look at me and my crown. Royalty is about saying, do you believe? Allowing those to latch on and not stop until the blind see not us. We don't want them to see us. But see the one who has allowed us to see. And that is Jesus. In every scene of chapter 9, there is a common thread. And it's this. Expectation with great faith in God. There are many of us that are expecting what we speak. And then we get mad when we keep seeing what we've been expecting with doubt. We must start expecting that when I come to Jesus and have an encounter with him by the power of the Holy Spirit, things shift within my heart. Repentance comes forth to receive forgiveness of sin so that we will forgive others with the forgiveness that we have freely received. Not with our own forgiveness, Not with our own ability to love. Not with our own ability to give mercy. We are not called to give our own mercy. We are called to give it by the power of God's mercy. By the power of God's forgiveness. Because we're right. When we say, I can't forgive. That's right. We can't forgive. But we can by the power and the authority that Jesus stands in, we now take upon that authority and we see the power of forgiveness living and thriving through us in Jesus' name. Let us remember that we are laborers. There's nothing beautiful about laboring. But yet there is something so beautiful about laboring. And that's getting to work for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.